You're now tuned into Rail Explosion Radio View, the radio station with a difference, live from Baltimore. You can see us online 24 hours a day at www.railexplosion.com. Tell your friends to tune into the only station where you can see and hear, and it's a station with a difference, Rail Explosion Radio View. Keep it locked. but we still live it up. We know say it rough, but we still have to sit up down. Life on, but we still a live it up. Now give up the fight, can't give up the fight. You are listening to the voice of the one and only David Powell, representing for the big bad, real explosion radio view. The radio station with a difference where expression, exposure, and marketing comes alive. You see, check it out, my people. Bless. Hey y'all, hey y'all, you have logged on to the Let's Chit Chat show with Telly Lati. And today in the building, I have, we got the icon herself, Ida Blanco, Miss All White, Miss, so many, so many things. She's got so many labels on her right now. If y'all don't believe me, Ida Ida Blanco is in the building. In the the building. building. Back in the DMV. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Back in the DMV, the veteran, the veterans of all okay, veterans. easy with the, the veteran. female. Easy, easy. <laughs> Go easy. <laughs> a veteran is a good thing. I mean, you've been in the business for a minute. I have. In, the, in a, a it's minute. It's hard to believe it's been as long as it's been. How, how long has it been? Since I started actually promoting or since I started going out? Let's start when you started going out. It was 1991. I went to Reggae Clubhouse on Upshur Street. Watch it, 1991. <laughs> you was a teenager. I was. It was. It was a high school um, graduation, and big up to Norman from. You remember the group Born American? Mm, yeah. Yes, Norman. Yes, at least shine Norman. Norman was the one that took me and my best friend at the time to. Reggae Clubhouse, and that's where it all started. Yep. So you are, you when you started there, that was about what, uh, 16, 17? Yeah, I was 16. 16. You are, so you originally are, from, are you a West Indian Yankee, or are you from <laughs> an island? I am first generation American. Okay. My father, I am not from Africa, contrary to popular belief, not that if I was, something is wrong with that. People say that as if it's, you know, something negative. Oh. My father is from Africa. He actually came to this country when he was 14. Okay, um, so to go to Harvard. Yeah, it's a good school. Um, my mother is from a small island in the Caribbean called Montserrat. Oh, okay. And when I was in the fourth grade, we left and went down there. And I did sixth grade, first form, second form, third form, fourth form. And then I came back right before I was supposed to sit my O-levels. And um, I did high school at Springbrook High School, Silver Spring, Maryland, 11th grade, 12th grade. Okay. Yep. So you, so you grew up in the Caribbean? Yes. Okay. Okay. And that's where I went to the first stage show. For all the old folks out there, the very first stage show I went to was Flower Gun, Red Dragon, and oh my God, I can't remember who the other one was. And it was the very first stage show that I went to. I was, oh my God, I had to be like 12 or 13 years old. Wow. And yeah. you, you loved it from then? From then, yep. From then. So you fell in love with dancehall back yeah. when, when you was, I feel you, girl. That was me too. 
like I first fell in love with dance hall. Yeah. yeah. So yep. Since since I was in my teens, yeah. So of course, by the time I came back to America, um, my you best friend was Guyanese. Yeah, my best friend was Guyanese. Um, you know, everybody that we hung out with was Caribbean. Right. Okay. That's what's up. So okay, so you met, and that was right here in the DMV area. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Silver Spring area. Yeah. So you've been in this local area for years. Yeah. Graduated from Springbrook. Um, went to college in Boston. Got pregnant with my son. Had to drop out. And, you know. The rest is history. The rest is history. Your mom. I have a mom. I did go back and finish, though. That's what's up. Yeah. As long as you finish. And it don't matter how old you are when you go finish. Yes. And the, Okay, so after that, the, when did you start uh, taking on and be like, oh, my gosh, I think I want to do promoting. Because you, um, you was just partying yeah, for then. I was partying. Let's see. So I first started going. First dance I went to was in the 90s. Uh, my first party that I did was 2001. And at the time, I was a part of Bashment Link Up. Kimmy, Kimmy Blue started Bashment Link Up. Okay. Um, and it was Kimmy and I. And um, I decided, I was like, you know what? I want to try it. I want to do, at first I wanted to do Bashment Link Up Anniversary, but that didn't work out. It was a Bashment Link Up. That's... How many of y'all is that? At the time, it was initially it was me, me and Kimmy, mm-hmm. and Kimmy was the brains. Kimmy Bashman Linkup is Kimmy's brainchild. Back I don't then, think I know her. Okay, um, Candy's sister. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know her by Kimmy. She came up with the idea. <laughs> she was like, she wanted to do a dance hall reggae version of, you know, website, but for the DC area. Okay. So she was the web programmer she did all of that stuff i was just there. out out going out all the time yeah. you were the road runner yes okay she, because she at the time got pregnant okay 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 so okay. i got a digital camera my friend had bought me a digital camera my digital camera's name was chris okay and i started taking pictures and parties and putting it up on bashman Lincoln. oh okay See, a lot of people don't know that no, so that's yeah. ba- so you used to be you used to be I the old um, Lisa Bashman. <laughs> yeah, years yeah. years ago when years y'all first ago, started, I first I was the first person to take pictures in the DMV. That's what's up. Yeah, and I was like pulling teeth back then because people did not. Oh, I be- oh, I bet that's no. back in the day when when men actually gave you money. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That's when they was like, oh, you want to come with me, honey? You and all your friends. I'll pay for everybody to eat at IHOP. Okay. That's what we, that's, that, that, those were the good days. Those were the good old days. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, I left Bash Link Up and started my own website, The Hype Zone. Okay. And when I started The Hype Zone, I started going to New York. Shout out to Peach because she really took me around and introduced me to the people that I'm in New York. I started going to Philly and taking pictures, New York. Um, and around that time, I came out with my magazine. So that was you yeah, did. So when did you? So when did we get a magazine? It was two thousand. What year did my party get shut down? Two thousand seven. Okay. That was the year I did the Hype Zone magazine. Beanie Man was my cover story because he's my favorite artist. Um, oh, you're like okay. You're like me with, with Movado. I'm a Michael Jackson fan for him. Yeah, for, b- b- I was. For I was. I was a diehard. When I tell you I was a diehard Beanie Man fan, I okay, was a, to the point where I knew his set. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I would go every time he would perform. I was there, so I knew his set. Like he had this thing where he was like, "Can I go home now?" Like I knew Beanie Man set from beginning to end because that's how much I was a diehard Hard Beanie fan. Man. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm a, I'm a serious Movado fan, girl. Like, yeah. I'm a fallout crying yeah. when I get that interview. So 2001 was when I kept my first party. I did um, an army affair because at the time... Army was popping? Theme parties were popping in New York. Yes. And Joyce and I was going, my friend Joyce and I was going back and forth to New York all the time. And it was a theme thing. So I was like, I want to do that. Because mm-hmm. let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Nothing's original. No, no, no. We got to copy off of each other. Nobody invents anything. We all just reinvent the wheel. Of course. Even with my flyer back then, back in those days, um, they used to just put the sounds on the flyer. Yeah. But New York people used to put themselves on the flyer. So I put myself on my flyer. I got it from New York. I went to a New York flyer designer, and that's what I did. Uh Uh-huh. So um, I did the Army Affair, King Solomon Lodge. It much to my surprise because I went up against a veteran promoter Star Good. Plus Richie yeah he had a Friday night mm-hmm. and see back then dances didn't keep on Fridays oh it was only Saturdays and there was an annual Saturday dance that was keeping already oh and so it was like well I was like I'm gonna try a Friday and they were looking at me like you're crazy why would you try a Friday well first of all King Solomon Lodge is cheaper on a Friday <laughs> how much were the venues back then I want to say it was between fifteen hundred and two thousand. I mean, shit, that's the same price as now. But we had to get a liquor license. Barry would not open his door. Oh, if you unless didn't have a you showed him your liquor license. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got a liquor license back then. You had to get a, the venues would not let you use the venue unless you had a liquor license. Oh, okay. Um, so. Dance, parties weren't keeping on Friday nights back then. So I took a chance and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And Richie had a regular Friday night thing going on at the time. So I came out with my flyer. First, when I came out with my, my flyer, it had only local sounds. I believe it was Millennium, Lexus Superior. Oh, they some veterans. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Country has been in the business. Years. Over 20 years. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and who else? I can't remember who else I had on there. But Steely at the time had just left Afrique. Oh, girl, and I love Steely me, And he was like, yo, sis, I just left Afrique. I'm going out on my own. I said, okay, perfect. Can I put you on my party? He was like, yeah, I'm going to bring Jagger B. I was like, oh, cool. And at the time, from going back and forth to Jamaica so much, I had um, a friendship with Bogle. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Bogle. So he was like, he was going to be in New York at the time. And I was like, all right, do you mind being on my party? And he was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. So it kind of grew in the space of a few weeks. And it, it did really well. So that was your first that dance. Was my and, first it, and it dance. was very successful. It was, but I went home with $500. What? Yeah. Why? Everybody wanted money. My overhead. By oh, the time I people. finished paying out everybody, I didn't. You didn't make nothing. Yeah. But your 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 event was a talk of the town. It was for somebody that just started out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was it did well. For for promoters that's trying to come up or have been doing it and they haven't had much success and with you saying, you know, I only went home with $500. What do you think is more important? what people say about the event or you coming home with a profit? The most important thing is the patron's experience. 
So them talking about the dance and saying that that was well, a dance. Not necessarily them talking about it because sometimes you can have people talk about a dance and see how fun it was. And other people will read that and be like, were we at the same party? Mm-hmm. The experience that the majority of the people have at your party is what will make them keep coming back. If they have fun, if the music is great, if they have a good time, they will come back. They will bring their friends. They will tell their friends, oh, you know, Telly's party was nice. The music was nice. When she keep it back, I'm coming back. It's it's all about the experience. For example, I think King does the best job of, of selling an experience. Full Black is an experience. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's like the Oscars, the Black Tie, the, the Grammy. You got to like, come out dressed. People look forward to really going all out and he built that he built that over time initially it was you know his full black but after a while he was like okay best dress come out he built it so that his patrons where you notice or you probably won't notice there are people that i haven't seen in years that i will see at king's full black and there are other promoters like that but i'm just using him as an example the bar you know what i mean so it's, it's it's true i met a girl in a store one day that said, oh, I'm going to full black, are you? And I was like, I have never, ever seen you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and there, there are several events that are like that. But, you know, I was just using King as an example. Yeah, so, one of, and, and you know who taught me that? Star plus Richie. Really? Because back in the days, people mm-hmm. had so much negative things to say about Star Plus. Star Plus was an infama. Star Plus this, Star Plus that. But every time this man kept his dance, it was packed. Yeah, so he doing something, right? He used to keep Stone Love annually Valentine's weekend. Mm-hmm. Everything. He he would bring Bounty. He would do this. I remember one time it got shut shut down and feds immigration. Somebody showed up and was picking up people and all kind of foolishness. <laughs> and the next party he kept, it was packed. Still. But no matter what you had to say about Richie, no matter what people had to say about Richie, mm-hmm. he put on events that he made sure that he knew you would want to come to. So I patterned myself off of that. Like, I saw that. Like, all right, regardless of how you feel about me personally, I'm going to put together my event in such a way where you're going to want to come. You're not going to want to hear about it. You're going to want to experience it. And that was when I, especially when I made the flip from all white to opium. Yeah. And that time (laughs) I did it at 1600. And it was like, shout out to Brasky. Brasky was the one that called me and was like, yo, you could use the parking lot over at 1600. I was like, what? So me and um, and we drove over there, and I that took was, a look. A look. That this was, was twenty sixteen. Took a look at the parking lot, and I was, and immediately I saw the cabanas, I saw the stage, I saw the tables, I saw the fence, I saw everything immediately, and I was like, "Yo, this is, I could do this." Because at that time, I was kind of getting, I was uneasy about still doing parties and taking a risk. Because in 2007, it's a big big risk. Because in 2007, I'm sure, you know, I've talked about it, but my party got shut down. Mm -hmm. They confiscated all the liquor. They locked me up. I had to go to court, you know, all of that stuff. So after that, I was really nervous about doing it. And it was my friend Raw Dog, rest in peace, Raw Dog, because I was like, I'm not doing this no more. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? And he was like, yo, all I have to keep, even if I put your picture on the flyer, it's keeping. Mm-hmm. And he died um, 
that next February and I was like, all right, I got to keep it. But I was so nervous. And every year I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And it was like, you know what? I'm not doing this to myself no more. Going to Miami, going to Jamaica, seeing the outdoor events and seeing how people respond to that. It mm. was like, you know what? I want to try this. I want to try this in DMV because it's not something that in the dance hall community. It isn't, yeah. Yeah. And the and the person now since you've left that um, is keeping that memento that's doing really good is uh, Mackie Solo. Shout out to Mackie. Yeah, yeah he's he last loved, year he I, did that. I love that event even prior to him. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So shout out to Mackie. Definitely, his definitely, team definitely yeah. did that with proud the of pools him on and that. stuff. Proud yeah. of him. Proud of him. Proud of him on that. But yeah, definitely. Um, you know, my motto is, if I go through a door, if I have to kick the door down, I'm going to leave it open for people behind me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's only right. But once I did it, because when I was doing it at 1600, I had people come and tell me it wouldn't work. Really? Oh, yeah. They were like, why would you want to do it in a parking lot? Like, the trash can is out there. And, uh, <laughs> but I realized people, and this is a lesson for people, not everybody is going to see your vision. Yeah. Everybody sees what you see. That's true. But if you allow people to convince you it's not going to work, you're going to miss out on your blessing. But because I knew what I saw when the person was telling me that it was outside of 1600 one night after a party, the person was telling me and I was like, okay. And then another, right. uh, another person tried to follow behind you and do, Uh-oh. and do a, a show out there. So yeah, you did uh you started a trend. Definitely. Yeah. And your all your all white is actually was very successful, and you don't um you don't keep all white anymore. No, it's over now. <sighs> yeah. are, are we trying to do this all white? No, no, you? no, no. Let me say this for the record, and I'm turning <laughs> to my live. <laughs> I am retired. <laughs> retired you accomplished a lot but but my love of dance hall has not changed it will never change so you'll always see me pop up which is why i'm in town tonight because i'm hosting miss gucci's we are live lavish Mm -hmm. um so for those of you who are watching me on live can y'all meet me there tonight i haven't been in the dmv in a while so can let's meet up let's party let's live lavish but yeah that's why I'm in town. I'm also in town again next month mm-hmm. for Ever Ready Rain. Mm-hmm. Our boss, Chick Leather versus Lace. Mm-hmm. Then I'm hosting that. And then I'm also hosting uh, Omar Levels, his uh, Blue and White Affair. Oh, yes. Okay. So you're here every month until April. <clears throat> May. You know, I got to come back for Purple and White in May. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Purple yes. and White. Yes, yes honey. Yes. 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 So um, you're yes. booked. You, But <laughs> it's funny to me because I'm quote-unquote out the game so for people to still hit me up and be like yo i want you to host i'm like of course like i I have this huge platform if you guys want to use it to promote your event why not yeah you i mean it just because you're not throwing parties anymore doesn't mean you don't come out well there's a lot of people that stop going out and throw songs behind them and down talk dance all people and act like they better than the same people that they used to party with. Yeah. Like I'm not one of those people. Like I still feel like a promoter. Like there's some people like, okay, I got to go to, um, Teddy Brookshut party this year because I haven't made to any of his parties yet because of work. And this man supported me for how much years. And it's like, I still think like a promoter and I don't think that'll ever change. Like, 
I love it. I still love it. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you get some. You just sometimes some people just got the party in them. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just like. You, I mean, you just like. So you're gonna let your hair down today and get and 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 actually have fun. Yeah, you're not on work mode. I'm not. This is a, my first weekend off. Oh, oh my, my god. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So. Dance hall has been a big part of your life for I guess the last 25 years. Yeah. Probably longer than oh that. Ah, 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 ah. Oh Woo, Jesus. Woo. Great still look good. It's still look good. Woo. Yeah. It's been a long time, but you've been successful. You've accomplished more than some men. As a yeah, as a woman, you know, King said that the other day. He, he did. He gave you a a, said, a, a nice yeah, shout out. Yeah, he did, and that 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 I didn't expect that, and that that really he. But he's always always big me up. He's always give me my props, and it's funny because and I tell this story all the time. But um, my very first dance, he laughed at me. He laughed at my lineup. He was like Bogle and bust out laughing. And when the event was successful, he came back and gave me my props. Mm. And ever since then, yo, Blanco, where's your flyer? What are you doing? What's going on? What what, 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 what was wrong with having Bogle on your thing? I don't know. I mean, back then, oh, the dancing thing wasn't that popular back then. Oh. You know, and it was my first party. And he's like, you're going up against Star Plus Richie, and you're bringing Bogle. <laughs> oh. I felt so bad. Oh, my God. I wanted to cry. I wanted to throw in the towel. But he challenged me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna prove to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can do this. I can do this. And you know, I like I said, over the years, he'll be in my inbox or he'll text me, Blanco, what are you doing? What's where, going on? Where are we going from here? Yeah. What where's your flyer? Come on, dog. Well, you're not promoting hard enough. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> but And that make and, and that make you like, okay. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll it, see. It, it it it's good to have people that believe in you and push you. Like when I did it at 1600 outdoor he was like yo dog i'm so fucking oh can i curse nah but it's i'm okay. sorry it's too late now <laughs> I, i'm so happy <laughs> so much people had so much negative things to say and look at this and so to know that that's somebody that genuinely there are people and there are a lot of people out there like that that genuinely like to see other people win yeah, yeah, I do. I like to see yeah. people win. Yeah, and can clap to them when they. Get I, I don't. I don't want nobody to lose. I swear for God, because that's a big L. I've been there. I've been like I said, my first party. I went home with five hundred dollars. By the time I finished paying out everybody and paid back the people I borrowed money from to keep the dance. Yes. Yeah. I did. That. Yeah. See, <laughs> I can't take. I've that. had my party shut down. I've had, you know, my party not do well. I've gone through every experience there is as a promoter. You know what I mean? How so, do, you, do you carry dance hall feelings? No, never, never have. Oh, girl, never I never have. I did. Really? I was mad. Why? I was like, this nigga ain't show up to my shit. I've been to all you. Why? Cause you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You don't know what happened that day. You don't know what their bank account looked like. You don't know what's going on in their personal life. So guess what? If you don't catch me this time, catch me next time. Like when people wouldn't come and then see me after, yo, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, you don't, don't, you don't have to don't do, do that. that. Don't, yeah, don't do that because I didn't give you anything to put down. Well, because some people say that, you know, that, um, I've been supporting this person for years and okay, they didn't come to my party, so I'm not going to theirs. What, what do you have to say? <laughs> discount. 
probably didn't pay to come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? All that but too. You gotta, you gotta. For me, majority of my supporters were patrons. Okay. So they met you, got to know you. They just like the front. Face. One thing that I learned from Dan Dan in Philly. Mm-hmm. I used to go to his parties, and Dan Dan would walk his entire party and thank everybody. Yeah. Not just the promoters, not just the hype people. You see Dandan in the corner, in the back, shaking off the manhand like, I appreciate your support. Thank you for coming. I remember one year, I think it was 2006, um, some veteran promoters decided they was going to try to run me out the business. And they kept Stone Love Metro Media Bodyguard the same night as me. I had Peter Black's Platinum Kids. I know Trigger was on there. Uh, I think Emperor. You know, that's regular line compared to the, that was, those were monsters. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like the same night right down the street. Wow. Guess whose party did well? Yours? Guess who didn't? Your party did well. Exactly. Because when you do things with bad intentions, mm-hmm. you cannot prosper. You this can't. So if you run and go book a venue so you don't want another promoter to use it, you're not going to prosper. But what about the ones that do? Gotta or you think them. they do. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, win, yeah. you don't yeah. know. So that night, because I knew people had a choice to go to, listen, Stone Love Metro Bodyguard or come support me, the fact that they came support me, I stood at the door and thanked every single person walking out that venue. And I don't know if people pay attention, but when I keep my parties, I walk around and yeah, thank yeah. everybody everybody the little man in the corner behind the speaker box i'm finding him thank you and i try to remember people's faces and i also make sure i'm not just interacting with you when i have a flyer in my hand hey how you doing i may not remember your name but i'm gonna speak to you i'm gonna speak to anybody that comes to me and talk to me i may not remember you from nowhere hey Ida. hey how you doing yep and they walk away exactly what i do yep who was that but i've always made sure that my patrons were my priority, not other promoters. But on the other side of that, I was pretty much out every single weekend for years, decades, pretty much. Out and traveling. And not just in D.C. I was going to New York. I was, I was, I was about to, to say that. Why is your phone on? Yeah. Interviewer. <laughs> so, you know, and even like going to Jamaica as much as I did, like back in the days, I was at Pasa Pasa, I was at Weddy Weddy, I went to Asylum, I went to Cactus, I was at the street parties, and I was in Nannyville with the Ravers, I was in, you know, Augustown, I was in Tivoli, I was in Jungle, I was, I went to everywhere, so I got to experience, so you could see, authentic, what dance hall really is, because you had somebody, I think it was Kidimus the other day, said that um, dance hall is a, a, a ghetto youth thing, yep, and he's right, yep, it is, and if you, you can't, Take away from what people have experienced. Yeah. And if you go to Jamaica, if you're in Jamaica, and you see this is, this is for some people, it's all they have. The only enjoyment that they have. Yep. Where the speaker would set up right on the street corner. The little vendor from, you know, Mm -hmm. in the lane has their little liquor that they're selling. And people just come out and put on their clothes and just enjoy themselves. Yeah. So when you have somebody that was born and raised in that environment that is saying like, hey, it's being lost. You have to respect what they're saying, although times have changed. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance somewhere in between there. 
if that makes sense. You think, where do you think the balance is going to come in at? Change is inevitable. That's true. Because like I said, when, before my time, before our era, like me, King, um, Raw Dog, Marvin, Spooky them, Shernet them, um, Birdie them, our era, which was the 2000s, mm-hmm. before that era, it was, like I said, Stone Love, Metro Media, Bodyguard, mostly men that did it. Mm-hmm. When we came in, uh, we couldn't afford to fly Stone Love, pay 2500 or 3500 to fly in Stone Love and buy tickets and do all of that. So we reached for the New York selectors, the Philly selectors, the, Mar- the Miami selectors. So we changed that. Mm-hmm. So now you don't even have to draw somebody from out of town anymore. You got Carbine, you got Prince, you got Ricky, you got Lexus Superior, you got, and I know I'm going to miss a lot of people, but you have enough talent mm-hmm. in the DMV where you don't have to draw for somebody from out of town unless you want oh, to. Oh, yeah, the DMV, the DMV has a lot of so talent. So times have changed, mm-hmm. and, and, and change is the only constant in life. So I'm not one of those that are like, oh, it's this and it's that. You have to expect things are going to change over time. This is true. Yeah. Because when we came in, they said that the females were messing up the business because we was paying the selectors what they asked for. And it was like, uh, Ain't that what you're supposed to do? Wait a minute. Yeah. You You, don't want to get away no money. You had a a time where the video light was the focal point of a dance. The dance started when the video light turned on. But now with Snapchat and you know what I mean? People want their pictures. People can go on Snap, Snap themselves. So maybe the need for the video light it's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's times change. Things evolve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is what it is. So you've you you've done a lot in the dance hall. You've you've found love in the dance hall. Oh sh- <laughs> You've <laughs> Where where's she, where's she going? <laughs> get back get back over here. <laughs> you if what you, could I cause this? <laughs> Yes, yes. You did. You I I did. I found love. You did and I it I found love uh-uh. on a two-way street. I <laughs> left it on a lonely highway. Ah! <laughs> and you left and you left it. And, <sighs> and, and 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 what do you have to say to the men and the women out there when you, you know, they say, "Oh, you shouldn't date anybody in dance hall and blah blah blah." I I, I kind of think you it know, depends on the person. You no, know, I I made a post last year that was done as a joke the top 10 reasons why you shouldn't date a dance hall man oh i saw that it was a joke and people took it serious that went listen. viral <laughs> viral it did it did shout out to jay gallus boy that- but puppy <laughs> look here puppy i've been telling puppy to come on here and so me and him can battle it out for so long and he's like what's the topic i whatever you want it to be <laughs> No, that, that, you know, I, nah, that was all in jest. Look, if you find love, you find love. Whoever you find love with, you find love. I, I, I can't tell you, you know, the same things I listed in the dance hall scene can apply to the American scene, can apply to the uh, Hispanic scene. Can, it, it applies anywhere, really and truly. It was all a joke, but I, I think if you, you found love. I did. And you're I happy. A, you know what I, I mean? I took a wicked chance. And even though my situation you know, ran its course. It didn't work out. I was happy at one point. Like I found true love. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, don't No, If you find happiness, you find happiness. If you fall in love, fall in love. 
Hey. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. It's a, it's a good. Fe- so, so wherever yeah. you find it, you find it. Just keep those eyes open. Yeah. And that you can meet him at the grocery store, and I would say the same thing. People always say that, but I ain't never met nobody in no grocery store. Hmm. Or and they say in the library too. Well, that ship has sailed for you now. Yeah. Every a lot of has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, wherever you find love, you find love. Be happy. Yeah. Okay. So. So we we went there, did that, and then we we took the biggest step ever. Yeah, I'd have left the DMV. I'd have left the DMV. I'd have, I mean, I, and I didn't just up and leave the DMV. I'd have left the DMV and bust wicked again. I mean, you did it again. <laughs> you you went down to Atlanta and and started doing some production. Yeah, isn't that crazy? How how. <laughs> How the hell did you feel, girl? Because you went from one boom to the next boom. Well, it didn't quite happen so smoothly. Oh, okay. Let's be clear. Okay. There were some bumps in the road. Um, move. I tell everybody, moving to Atlanta was not my idea. Okay. Um, it was my ex's idea, and um, oh, he wanted to go. Yeah. Oh, and of course, you know, I was like. I didn't see any reason not to. Cost of living down there is cheaper. Mm-hmm. We have parents that are getting older that we got to start planning for. Like, okay, we got to take care of our parents. You know, let's let's set up ourselves up to be in a position to your you empire, know. right? Mm-hmm. I was like, good, let's go. Um, obviously, things didn't work out. I made the decision to stay, um, and it was it was the adjustment period was rough. Anybody that's moved to a new state as an adult will tell you it takes a minute to kind of catch your bearings and um it was beware shout out to beware he was the one that was like because at the time i was job hunting and you know job market in atlanta is it's rough really and um yeah because i'm like i'm on my own now i gotta you know yeah so he was like um i can get you i can get you a job you'll be starting at the you know ground level i can get you a job but it was only temporary because they had somebody that was coming back in six weeks and they just needed somebody to fill in. So I was like, something better than nothing. Working on fix my life. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, uh, I sent over my resume. It was so crazy because I spoke to him Monday, sent him my resume Tuesday. They called me Wednesday, drove down to Atlanta Friday. Cause I was here. My niece had a baby and I was here helping her out. Mm-hmm. Drove down to Atlanta Friday, Saturday morning. They called me, offered me the job. I started working Monday. Look at God. That was God. That was God. And I'm telling you. And that was in TV production. Yes. Being on that show, Fixed My Life, mm-hmm. Fixed My Life. Because there were things that I learned about myself mm-hmm. by listening to her healing and helping other people that really caused me to really take a step back and say, okay. Your issue is not what happened with your ex. Your issue is what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And it's time for you to take a look at who you are mm-hmm. and who you want to be mm-hmm. and the steps that you need to take to get there. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's going through that process, it's it's not an easy process. No, it's not. Healing is not an easy process. It's at a difficult all. process. It's not, I tell people all the time, it's not pretty. No. Because you got to look in the mirror. Yep. All the fingers that you've been pointing at people over the years, you finally got to hold that mirror up to yourself and really look and say, you know what? 
I was the reason why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I made the choice to do this. I, 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 I. All right. Once you establish that, months turn into me working with ESPN, me working with BET, me working with Bravo. And this um, is all doing production. This is all doing production. In each level, it was a promotion and kept going up and up and up and up. And it, it, I swear to you, I didn't even have my hand on the wheel. That was God. That oh, was yeah. Nothing but God. I believe because it. Because it was like the moment I sat back and was like, all right, God, what do you want me to do? That's when everything in my life started unfolding and all of these opportunities started happening. And you know that, that phrase, let go and let God? Mm-hmm. That is what created all the opportunities that I've had. I'm going to New Orleans again next next week for two weeks to work on a show, um, Married at First Sight. Have you seen that show? I have. Yeah. I'm going to be working with you. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you, girl. And, yeah. So <laughs> the television production thing, it's, it's crazy to go from a promoter to, you know, I want to be a Mona Scott Young. Mm-hmm. I want to be an executive producer. That's my ultimate goal. So mm-hmm. right now I'm just climbing, you know, you're climbing the ladder. But in the year that I've been in it, I've kind of moved relatively quickly from the bottom, you know, to where I am now. I feel like I'm in the middle, but yeah. I still got a ways to go. But ultimately, um, and it's funny because I met a director the other day and he said, I told him I wanted to be a producer. And he was like, stop putting out your own content. Start producing your own stuff. You, we live in a time now with social media, with YouTube, with yeah. You don't need a network. You don't need a this. You don't need a put out your own stuff. Yep. And you have you. a lot of people that are creating movies and putting out content on YouTube and then building a following, and then they can go to a Netflix or you know anybody and say, "Hey, this is what I've done on my own. Run me my money." You that's, know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I feel that as far as Caribbean people on a whole, our story is not told. Yep, you know what I mean? It's but true. people outside, mostly Americans, look at it like everybody, they feel like everybody comes from Jamaica. They do. You know what I mean? And even um, Haiti mm-hmm. and Haiti's story. And, you know, we have all these individual islands that have their own cultures. Like I learned years ago, like this. Soca music or is different from each island. Each island has their own. I, I just learned that interviewing uh, the Soca artist Fimba. Okay. Yeah. I, I learned that years ago. I was like, I didn't know that. But, I didn't know but that either. When, you're, when you don't know, you just lump everything together. So ultimately, God's willing, as y'all see me here today, um, not 2020, probably starting 2021, I'm going to start God's willing producing my own content. That's my goal. And you're going to do it. But I want to do it in a positive way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to do, the even though I want to work on one of these ratchet shows so bad. Really? <laughs> love and Hip Hop. I want to get on Love and Hip Hop or Atlanta Housewives <laughs> or one of them. I want to work on it just for the experience. But I want to make sure like I put out positive content. Energy. Yeah. 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 It's, to yeah. show women I can, you can do it. Yeah. Men, women, you, a lot of men, it, yeah. and this surprises me every time it happens. A lot of men will look at me and say, Ida, you, you inspire me. And that's yeah. surprising to me as a female to have men look at me and say, boy, you know, you really, you really inspire me. Because a lot of women don't have no ambition. They're looking for <sighs> a man to take care of them. I wouldn't say a lot. There's we got, some. We got, we got a couple out there. There's some. I think, you know, I think it's just... We are a product of how we were raised. Yep. 
you are part and of when your you understand that people respond or people behave based on how they were brought up or how they were raised or the things that they've experienced in life you kind of don't judge them as harshly yeah. you know what i mean yeah um and that's why I try to use my platform to kind of put out messages of inspiration and positivity. Like, look, I've been there. I've been at the point where I had to choose between paying the light bill and paying the cable bill. I've been heartbroken. I've had to start my life over from scratch. I've, you know what I mean? I've got, I got pregnant as a teenager. I went back to school and finished school. And I, I live my life in such a way. It's like, if I can do it anybody can. can do it yeah and that's why i'm so transparent like let me show you look look i got knocked down but guess what i'm back up again and i'm i'm rolling so come on let's go let's go let's go let me take and you with me yes 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 it's so. talking about your um your inspirational we, we've got a blog out here we do. I do a bad job of updating it, but yeah, we do. I mean, but when you do, it's very interesting. Like, yeah, you, you I mostly keep post. It. You know, I mostly post my stuff on Facebook because it's like I'll get the thought, and it's like, all right, let me post it. But I don't get those numbers. Facebook does. Yeah. So I really need to post my content to my website because guess what? If you guys start coming to my website and I get the traffic, I can then go to an advertisement and say, hey, hey, look at my numbers. Spend all your you, money with me, like Mark Zuckerberg do, does for Facebook. Yeah, because all you got to do is when you put on there, just be like, go to my website yeah. and don't put it out there. Put a teaser. Yeah. I used to do it, but I need to do it more because I tell people all the time, like, Facebook is not yours. Somebody nope. reports your page or something happens, your page is gone. What happens to all of your content? You don't own it. I, I believe strongly in ownership. Mm -hmm. I will buy. I already bought the domain name Love and, and Dance Hall. Mm -hmm. I've already trademark the name love and dance hall book not even finish and i'm buying up all love and dance hall real estate mm -hmm. because when i'm speaking this into existence when this book becomes a bestseller when i turn this book into a movie when all of these things happen and people come knocking on my door run me my money yeah <laughs> because i own everything and i think people lose sight of that because facebook it's really easy for you to just go ahead and say well, you know let me put my content out here because everybody's gonna see it but like you said, you can post a teaser, you can post a link and do all yeah, that Yeah, just stuff, post so. a link. Because um, that's what I did for my YouTube. Because, yeah. you know, I just started yeah. my own show and last that's, year. You're smart. Because guess what? You can monetize YouTube. Yeah. You cannot monetize. And when I say monetize, she gets a certain amount of views. Mm -hmm. She can start getting paid for that. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're watching YouTube video and you see a, a commercial click in mm -hmm. um, or jump in while you're watching the video, mm -hmm. that person is getting paid. Yeah, that's why commercials. I take them. I take them down after, and I put the link, my YouTube Smart. link, on. Smart. And I tell because people come to me for advice all the time, and I, and they, they want their thing to be big. Like, oh, Ida, look at your post. They get a hundred and something likes. But you, know, I've been well known before there was a Facebook. Like, so don't watch what I'm doing. Put out your content. The the biggest thing with social media is just be consistent. Yep. Keep putting it out, putting it out, but make sure you own everything that you put out because you never know five years from now, ten years from now, next year, what can happen. Yep, this is true. And I was listening to Breakfast Club the other day and Shauna May was talking them. about the same thing. It's called intellectual property. People are selling it out or not owning it. And these companies who recognize the power that you have on social media is coming in and buying up stuff. Everything. 
It's so, true. Yeah. And I love them. They're my so, idols. I own everything I do. I own it. That's what's that well, that's what I'm doing with my YouTube. Good so for I, you. Yeah, so that And congratulations on the show. Oh, oh. It took a, thank you. I know it took a huge leap of faith for you to jump out there. So I did I, I did. I inboxed you a couple of times. I'm a proud couple of times. you. I am proud of you. People are here commenting I, and I'm not even they, oh yeah, I haven't I haven't jumped on any of the comments yet. I was waiting till after I finished with your last um thing. The I, 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 when I brought the idea to you, I, you were one of the first people. I, be, I believe. I was listen, scared, and I. I believe God put something in your heart for a reason. And and you reach out to a stranger. And here's the thing, here's what y'all got to look out for. You will receive confirmation if it's meant for you to do it. You will receive confirmation on it. And when I say receive confirmation on it, somebody will randomly say the same thing to you without even knowing that's what you've been thinking. And you'll hear it twice. Once Girl. you get that confirmation, you take it and you run with it. You might be scared. Listen, everything I do, I have a moment where I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this going to work? Yeah, because I would. Uh, so the station manager is actually here. It came to me and I was like, who, 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 who's that? <laughs> you looking at him. And, I was, and when they came to me, they was like, oh, she's scared. I was like, man, I ain't. I, I got a thing with loyalty. Yeah. So. It it was real hard. They went through it with me for that. They you know they were coming at me for months, and I was like, "Yeah." That's when I inboxed yeah. you and I asked you, and I was like, "What do you think?" Like, <laughs> yeah. How I do you I don't believe in burning that. You, you as long as you didn't burn the bridge. No, no, no. I um, told my team. I yeah, let I let yeah. them know. But you have to. People have to recognize that people are gonna grow. Even like as far as like a song system. You look at the fact that so many DJs cycle through, but that sound system remains. Emperor has been around from before I even started going out. Girl, I, yeah. you know, I'm, what I mean? I, I, I'm talking to them next. So yeah, Emperor has been around before. Listen, before I even knew what was, that, well, I knew it was a Freddie Dread. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you see, back then it was John D. Ticker Spence, and the cycle of DJs has gone throughout the years now they got Naj. Mm -hmm. am i pronouncing it right Is yeah Naj. now they got Naj. He's, they got he's really good too right but emperor remains emperor mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and they have to know that all right djs are gonna come and go you know uh ida may be on there today and then ida gets big and ida wants to go out there and go on her own but you have to mentally prepare yourself for that and also be able to have your house still standing no matter who occupies it. This is true. So, you know, God bless me the day where I have people that work for me. I'm going to want them if they have the opportunity to go out there and spread their wings and fly to do that. So I'm going to empower them to do that. But I'm going to also make sure I protect my house mm -hmm. so that it won't fall if you leave. Yes, this is true. Cause I started and I was like, oh. I wanted to do it for a while, but I was always scared. And then, you know, yeah, I was like, ah. Oh. Then you know my mentor, you know, you know, um, Candy. She's yeah. like, you can do it. Candy can was the one that got me on the radio. Surprisingly, yeah, she. she but she's come. really dope. She is. She is the veteran. She yes. is. You the say radio. The she's the radio veteran. veteran. She is. She is. I gotta give her a prop. She is. She had me come on to guest co-host. Then she brought me back. And I was in the studio, and the Blaze was like, you should have your own show. And I was like, are you serious? He said, yeah. I said, but I can't do it without Prince. He was like, yeah, come, you know, we talked, and 
that was hype zone was, y'all did hype zone was it i it was, was watching one y'all one of my best experiences i really enjoyed it i did but it was like before when i did the hype zone the website and when i used to interview artists back then mm-hmm. it prepared me to be able to interview artists on the radio Mm-hmm. I remember my first interview was Elephant Man. It was in New York, and Steely set it up, and I wrote out all my questions because I always research, write out my questions, and reach New York and forgot my notebook. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, you know, that's when I developed the, all right, listen to what they're saying, come up with another question based off of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was – and then I went to go interview Baby Sham. Same thing happened again. I forgot the book. And it was like, all right, this is a sign. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't need it. You don't need a book. I never got to interview the one. There was two people I really wanted to interview, and I never got to interview them, and that was Killer and Sizzler. But I got to interview Cartel. I got to in, I got to interview Spraga, Beanie Man, Elephant Man, Baby Sham. Oh gosh, there's a bunch of people. You got you you you've been doing it. I've been watch I've been watching you for a minute. Uh, Idonia Spice. Yeah, I've been doing. But funny enough. Doing that, so doing the magazine prepared me for the show. Doing the show prepared me to be a producer because as a producer, you have to, you know, you know, you see when you see um, when you're watching reality shows and you see them sitting there talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. It's really the producer asking them questions based off what happened in the episode to get their response. Oh, okay. So it's like, and this goes to show you everything you do in life is to prepare you for the next level, level. that you're going to. You, you hear my choir in the background? I hear. Come I on hear. now. <laughs> so every experience that you're currently having is to prepare you for where you're going next. So don't be in such a hurry to get to where you're going that you miss out on what you're supposed to be doing now. Oh, yeah. Nope. I'm fine. Yeah. I. I, I. So. Like I said, I'm proud of you. Congrats. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Keep going. Thank keep you. going. Keep Thank going. Yeah. I'm trying, girl. I'm yeah. I be watching you, though. Like, there, there's, a, there's a lot of y'all females out there that I, I, I look at, you know, as mentors. And I'm like, and, and we share a, a common uh, mentor, Mandy. Oh. She's a very, she's a very uh, spiritual. Yeah. I That's love her. I love Mandy I think she's Williams. tuned in now. She is. Hey, Mandy. Sh- shout out, she shout is. out to Mandy Williams. She is. She's on there. Hey, Mandy. Yeah, she, that's she my is girl. like my spiritual she, coach. You know what? She and I are supposed to have, Mandy, where's your your coaching call? What's going on? She's dope. Yeah, I'm supposed to. If she sees me jump out of character, she'll be the first one calling. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's not even going to text me. She's she going to call. She is. She has been one of my, definitely one of my. She's my piece. My tribe. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps Shout my Mandy. she keeps my peace yeah. in, in my inner yeah. I like other I people have, like that. I have quite a few people that I mentor, and I want to say that's one thing that I really enjoy. Like if somebody reaches out to me and says, "Hey, Ida, I want to do this," and I listen to them, I could tell them every single step they need to take in order to get started. No, you do, because I've been in your inbox a couple times, and yeah. you'd be like, "Tell you this, what you got to use." Like you can, not, you can do this. Yeah, I'd be like, "You can." Ugh. I believe. Listen. If I you got a couple I, of women I harass. I one thing about me, I feel like anything I put my mind to, I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm that arrogant; is that I know that it can be done. You could do all things through Christ. Thank you. Yes, indeed. It's just understanding. It doesn't happen on your time; it happens on His time. This is this is true. So I put people will see the end result, but what they don't realize is I put a lot of time and energy into building the foundation of doing what I'm doing. So I'll spend weeks, months, like even with the book that I'm writing, I've yep. started writing that that's in the August next, that's the, that's the 2018. Next 
I'm still working on it. Up to yesterday, I was working on it for four hours. Like, But I'm determined to take my time and make sure it's done right. Because you have one chance to make a first impression. Yep. I already know people are going to be looking for to find fault. So I'm going to make sure there's nothing in there that you can find fault with. But I want to make sure that you buy part two, mm-hmm. part three. I want you to, I want the book to be so good that you're like, dang, where's the next one? Right. <laughs> Cause that's how I, I end it with a cliffhanger. Y'all are going to kill me when the book ends, but I did it that way. So I could do a part two and a part three and keep it going. And it's actually you guys, when let's I, ju- let's jump into the book. When so I did, I don't know if you it. read on my blog the time I did the story about, um, when I got locked up. I did read that, and that uh, that brought back memories. And yeah. <laughs> when I tell you I've been through it, I've been through it. Yeah, boy. honey, you went through it that Ooh, that day. If y'all only knew half of the stuff I've been, if you looked at my life, you see what I see. <laughs> you look at my life, but no, the response see. that I got from it was people kept saying, "Yo, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to write a book." And I was like, "I have so many people keep telling you, mm-hmm. you need to write a book. Go write a book." And it started as a distraction from what I was going through, you know, going through a separation or heartbreak or breakup. It's a very, it's it's, hard. It's hard. And I needed something else to focus on. So I got caught up in all of these characters, but I went online and researched, how do you write a book? What I, you know, how do you, I did a lot of research online. Mm -hmm. And then I found a worksheet where it was like, I wrote every description of each character from what they look like to what their zodiac sign is, to how old they are, to what they do for a living. So I could really start creating these people in my head. I know there's some people that's thinking this book is, because I say it's based on DMV Dance Hall, that I'm taking people's stories oh, yeah, they and changing the name. Changing their, telling their business. I'm not doing that at all. Like Each one of these stories are things that happen in... Any dance hall scene, whether it's New York, Philly, Miami, you know, Jamaica. Because it, it's happening all over. L.A., right. Chicago. But it's no, I promise you guys, it's nobody from the DMV. I have not taken nothing to happen to nobody. And Singled say, it out. Yeah, I'm going to just change the name and put it in the book. No. Um, I surprised myself because it's really good. So, okay. So. <laughs> and and when, it, when is the first part going to be out? God's willing by the spring. I'm going through the editing process, which I didn't realize was so intense. And the problem was because I never wrote a book before, when I sent it to my editor, she basically was like, um, yeah, you're jumping from character to character point of view in one chapter, and you can't do that. Here you go. You need to rewrite this whole thing. Ooh. Yeah. I was yeah, like, that's a kind of heartbreaking. Like a knife in the heart, but I appreciated that mm-hmm. because I didn't know what I was doing. So she sent me back those edits in September. I honestly did not pick it back up until two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Because you had any, you need time to think. Well, I, w- I was in New Orleans for a month, and then I came back, and I've been working, 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 and um, finally it was like I got a break. It was like, all right, let me pick this up because the idea of having to rewrite that whole thing. It, but then I went through it in three days. See handwriting it so now i'm going back on a computer and, typing, and it. typing it out and instead of because you have to write your book in the past tense mm-hmm. and i would put immediately started crying or immediately cried you can't say immediately cried you have to say she cried 
So now I have to go through a whole book and thank God for find and replace. But it's, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Started crying. I can't say started crying. I have to say she cried. She cried. Okay. So, and then, you know, going through it, I'm like, all right, I got to take this out and redo this. And But it's, it's good. So the main character of the book, his name is Ratty. Mm-hmm. And the book really pretty much evolves around him. Like I have a bunch of characters in the book, but they're all connected to Rati in some way, shape, and form. So it starts with him returning to the U.S. after being deported six months prior. Oh, okay. And well, he you brought him back quick. Yeah, he he got good oh, things. He got, he he got, got money. The, he got the good. No, his uncle from Philly got the money and the links. Mm. So he came back. Good state you picked. <laughs> Philly boy have money. Go ahead. I, I wouldn't know. Man. I don't know. Nothing about them in Philly. Anyway. <laughs> so he comes back and he comes back and he has a baby mother and he has a wife. And he has girlfriends. And boy, it he getting just, around. I mean, you know, typical. He's good looking. Mm-hmm. Dark skin, mm. curly hair, look like black Jesus. Mm. So, you know. Ratty, Ratty do his thing. So we have everybody's storyline kind of evolves or surrounds Ratty. But what I do every three or four chapters, it's at a party. So the first party is a pool party. And then I have somebody's dance. And then I have another dance. So every like three or four chapters, it's in the dance hall environment. Okay, yeah. so you're basing it off the parties. That's what but I mean. use real people in there. Like I have Benji, I have Lisa, Lisa Bashment. I have, um, I think I threw Cyclone in there. Peter Blacks. I threw um, Hot Commodity. So I put, you know, a couple people in there from DC to give it like that authentic, mm. you know, that is based in. Feel the free DMV. to throw me in there if you need somebody to do an interview on there. <laughs> I, could, I could do that. I could do that. I could He's do like, that. until he came in and did the interview, Rick. Okay. I, I, could, I could do that. I could definitely do that. I could do that. Because I do have another chapter that I want to add. So. Oh, yeah. Be like, ah, oh, she brought Movado in the town and this yeah. stupid girl fell out. Yes, girl. Oh my God. <laughs> so I got, I got, yeah, I, I mentioned Ricky. Uh, there was mention of Kings, thing. Full Black is in there, Prince, you know, so it, it, I threw a couple of DMV people in there to give it that know, extra of like these are people that are actually in yeah. the dance hall but scene here. As far as the characters are concerned, they're completely made. They're up. not okay. That's good. I guess I guess some people were threatened or worried. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Either. I don't know why because if you notice, I don't. I have my moments where I spaz out, but I don't put people on blast. I mean, I haven't seen you spaz out, so yeah, okay. I have really. I have a very bad temper. Really? Weed used to help with that. Oh, I stopped. No, I, I stopped about a year ago. Yeah, I used to. I used to smoke to keep my temper under control. Really? I have a very bad temper, but then I grew to realize that he who angers you controls you. Yeah. And I always notice, like when I get that angry, something bad happens. I'll break my phone, or my laptop will stop working, or something will happen, and it's that negative energy. Do you think so, you've grown up? Oh, oh yeah. A whole lot. These past two years, I have evolved a lot. But I made an effort to do that. Because I realized, like, there's a whole new chapter in your life that requires a different you. Mm-hmm. So, the old you ain't gonna work. 
the dance hall you's not gonna work in the production world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's recognizing when the old you no longer serves you, and adjusting and creating the new you. And you'll know because the things that you used to do don't feel right no more, or the things you used to do don't work for you no more, or you're feeling uncomfortable. That's when you know it's time for a change. So I knew it was time for a change. That's that, that's that's what's up. Yeah. So what if, what advice do you have for people that are upcoming in the game, trying to make a change? That are upcoming in as far as the dance hall world or dance hall yeah. evolving as a person. Why your phone keep going off? Bouncy. We've been on. Where is he? He's running late. Come it's on. Bouncy. Come on, dog. Come on. Look like, at him. I thought I was going to see you. Where, where you at? No, you're going to see him. He's he's running just a That's little. That's just give me more time to talk. Yeah, hey. he went, yeah. He's just he's just running a little <laughs> late. He's just a, a little little. He, he's not that bad actually. He's just a little late. So what advice do I have to people? Yeah. Anybody? Cuz we can't just say women cuz men are going through the same thing as well. Now. Tough times don't last, tough people do. This is true. That's the best that I could that's the best way I could put it. This is true. And giving up is not an option at all. You know, a lot of you know, my younger brother committed suicide, and that is pr- what really drives me to grind the way that I do. When did Be- that happen? That again? happened in 2012, October 10, 2012. And he saw so much more in me than I saw in myself back then. I just part. Went to work, partied on the weekends, do my little dance. I was good. And he used to tell me, he was like, wow. He said to me, he used to always say to me, I would be the bridge to bring um, Americans and have them cross over and understand our culture. And is that not my intent or what I told you I wanted to do? Yep, that is. And it's funny. You just brought it up for it to just. Wow. You said it will come in twos. Yeah circle so no my brother my younger brother he used to the voice that I am to everybody he used to be that voice to me he was younger than me and whenever I would go through something I would call him and he'd be like you're making it harder on yourself than it really is yeah and understanding God's process and his timing and all of that like he used to literally the things that I'm telling you guys on Facebook is the stuff he used to tell me so the fact that he gave up Mm -hmm. I feel like it's my duty because he called me the day before and I didn't answer the phone, I feel like there's something I could have said. So maybe there's something I could say to somebody. I don't know who that somebody is. And I've had plenty of people inbox me or comment and say, you know, Ida, I needed to hear this. I needed that. Or I'm going through this and this was right on time and thank you. Or they'll just inbox me like I need to talk and unload everything that they're going through on me. And it's like, I feel like that's my true calling true purpose yeah because you do the uh vision board yeah as well yeah yeah and you travel what from state to state to do that god's willing um i remember i did the the women's empowerment brunch i remember that Mm -hmm. and it has haunted me by the grace of god i'm gonna do another one this year but type of events events that really empower people those are the type of events that i want to continue doing um, and be able to do. That's my goal. 
the, the, that was nice. I saw the live. It was, it was, oh, it was powerful. It was, it was emotional. Powerful. It was nice. I it liked was, it. Oh, I cried all night after because literally the way I visioned it is the way it played out. It like, was not, it was nice. It, it I wish was, I could have went. It was amazing. Well, you'll be at the next one. Yes, I will come. But I feel like I had to, gr- I had to grow through the past two years in order to do the next one. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now I'm ready to really do the next one. You're in a good place. I'm in the place where God needs me to be in order to help other people. You're right. Yeah. You're so. right. I like I like that. <sighs> so is there is there anything else you want to say to to your followers out there? You're 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 live in the building in the DMV tonight. I know. I can't Thomas wait. Yes, tonight we all live lavish. La- I la- can't <laughs> wait. I'm partying, partying with my girl Gucci. Lava is gonna be in town. Lava is one of my favorite DJs. Yeah, so la- Lava. Yeah, Lava. Yes, I love Lava. 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 I may not go out. But I listen, and this is why I tell DJs it's important for you to always put your music on SoundCloud. Record yourself and put yourself on SoundCloud. Yeah. I do not listen to I don't like mixes. lives. Yeah. I don't listen to mix, but I will listen to you live in a party. And because I'm able to listen to a Lava or a Polish or Ricky, Prince, um, I like Jason's, I like Kareem Chiggers. Hype. Um, there's a couple other ones that I listen to. I know all the top 10 that's going on now, even though I go out once every four or five months. But, you know, I'm a music lover. Yeah, me too. From 80s, from King Yellowman all the way down to, you know, brick, palm, brick, palm, brick. I love music. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that a day goes by, I listen to it. But for you DJs out there, like, y'all got to understand, if you're not on SoundCloud, you're actually behind you're shorting yourself you're behind Mm -hmm. because ricky can tell you himself he's got bookings based off of soundcloud SoundCloud. one of the things that contributed to the popularity or the global branding of seafood tuesdays is soundcloud so oh yeah shout out to noah he's doing it yeah shout out to noah Mm -hmm. keep the same energy yeah oh man that, 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 that's a good song too yeah so but yeah I definitely I can't wait to see everybody tonight I'm actually looking forward to it you like, gonna come out step out girl I know I'm, you are with your uh, oh you know let's I, talk about the clothing line real quick yeah let's you've talk it, about you've it. had that you've had the clothing line for about how many years now six years I've been doing it how did you get the idea to come up with oh let me start my own clothing line well this lady um she had posted that she was selling her store um and i inboxed her and i was like oh how much you selling it for i think she wanted like fifty thousand or something like that she had it a store on u street and she was like the store will come with all the clothes and blah 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 so i went to my ex and he was like why would you take on somebody else's crosses Those are his exact words. Like, what why would you take on somebody else's lab? process? If it was that profitable, why is she selling it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, boy, you have a point. Maybe she ain't know how. So then it was like, all right, I started looking at around at, you know, renting a store. And rent is not cheap. No. And I realized, like, all right, you're new to the business. Start online where you could, you know, understand what to buy, what people like. 
where your overhead is just web hosting fees, which is like $30 a month. Mm-hmm. I know how to do graphic design. I know web design. So I do all of that myself. And it's like, then I started noticing stores started closing. And every and that's when Amazon, you know. So it's like, in hindsight, it's a good thing I didn't open a store. Because I would have lost. But, you know, being online, it was, um, I would say the last two years I kind of, took a break moving to a new city working in television production you're working 12 hour days Mm -hmm. um and just trying to you know figure out life Mm -hmm. i kind of put it on the back burner every single time i take it up and say all right i'm running with it production gets in the way like i said i'm going away for two weeks next week Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like my goal one of my goals on my vision board this year is to get it back to where it was um because it was jumping at one point. It was. Especially when I did the merch line, which was a 630. Mm-hmm. I created that design myself. 630 is my birthday. I had people contacting me like, yo, I want a shirt for my party. Like, you're wearing my design to your event. Like, it's Gucci or something like that. Like, I, to this day, I still can't believe it. And a part of me was like, yo, I had a, you, you know, you dropped the ball. Like, what are you doing? Like, and I was like, No. You saw how well it did. It can do that well again. Mm-hmm. And for anybody up there, out there that's experienced that where you've lost momentum and you say, you know what, I kind of let this go. Should I pick it back up? If it's truly a passion or truly something that's in your heart to do, then pick it back up and keep going. It's yours. Yep. Yep. That's your brand. Yep. That's what's up. And the name, how did you come up with the name? It is the um, initials of, S is my older brother, Stephen. A is my younger brother that passed away. Mm-hmm. J is my mom, Julie. I is me, Ida. Mm-hmm. O is my son, Omar, Sagio. Oh, okay. That's so a- when I came up with the name, went online, searched. It's a city in Asia somewhere, but that was it. And oh. then I took it around with it. So. And you're doing good with it. I could do better. So if you guys have questions about clothing lines or how to start it, Ida is willing to help you out a little listen, something. Listen, no, I'm done with y'all. <laughs> I'm done with y'all. Let me tell you something. I have this email that I created. When I tell you the email long, it's, it's detailed with everything you need to do to start. I could show you I probably sent out that email at least 50 times to people. I have talked to countless people, and I've yet to see these people get this done. Y'all are getting on my nerves now. Well, send it to me. I got one person <laughs> I'm going to send it to. No, but, I, you know, I, I've had a lot of people come to me for help with starting a clothing line. And I look at it like they want you to do it and they get paid. Well, no, I did have that one person want me to give them all my vendors. But my thing is, just because I'm doing it doesn't mean that I'm not going to help you do it, too. There's enough out here for us all, all to, to eat. eat. For real. And what is for me is for me. Mm-hmm. And you can't take that away. This I've seen people who started in the online business before me, me past them. I've seen people come behind me and pass me. Mm-hmm. What is for you? It's for you. So I will help anybody. If you tell me, Ida, I want to cut up shirts and sell them. I can be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. You know? But well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's just me. I'm lazy. I don't Shout out. Oh, hey, Debbie. Debbie Duran is on. Jason Frost is on. Hey, Jason. I'm in town. Henny on you tonight. Yeah. Look, Frost. Frost will get you. He will get you. Frost. He, the name fits him. 
You didn't get that email, Mandy, because you didn't ask me for it. Do exactly. you guys have any questions? Any questions you want me to answer for those of you that are online? Um, still, jeez. Yeah, hey, you, got a lot, you got a lot on here. How's Turks and Caicos? Did you see any questions that came up while I was talking that I should go back and answer? Nah. No, one person said they didn't know you had got locked up. You got to get the book, baby, if you want to oh, read that. Oh, you got to go. It's on her blog. It's on her blog. Yeah, it's on my blog, PositivelyIda.com. It's a four-part story. Yeah, I got, mm. I got, locked, I got locked up twice. Yeah. I got locked up for... My party, when police came and shut it down, they took me away in handcuffs, processed mm -hmm. me. Spent my, it was on my birthday, too. That birthday sucks. And then I got locked up for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that time, I spent two weeks up in Marlboro. Mm -hmm. And that really sucks. It's a hard knock life. Yes, yeah. I, did, I did time. <laughs> I'm a thug. <laughs> I'm a thug out here in these streets. <laughs> no. I'm crying. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Well, Ida, I'm so glad and happy that you came to interview with me on Let's Chit Chat. Oh, I'm glad for having me. I, I, I got the first interview with you. Ain't nobody interviewed you yet, girl. No, I've never been interviewed. And so I'm going to come back when I drop the book. I'm definitely going to come back. Come, I, please come back. I will. I'm planning on doing a press run, so I'll be back. Yes. Yeah. And when you do uh, your vision board, I would like to come. I can't do one. That's why I put out that um, that workbook. For those of you that haven't downloaded the workbook, download my workbook. It's a goal-setting workbook, 25 pages. And in there, I tell you how to do your own vision board. I give you two options, a digital vision board mm -hmm. or a regular one. And then just take you through the process of really creating your goals and outlining the steps that you need to follow those goals. And what about the conference, the one that you um, have? I'm going to let that one play itself out. I hope by the fall, God's willing, I can do it because I feel like this one is going to be even bigger than the last one. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's needed. I already visioned who I want to come and speak. I already know the topic, but it's just allowing God to, you know, the time. God's time. So um, my, my, my biggest thing is getting this book done because you guys have really been patient with me. I'm going on a year and a half now since I've been working on this thing. I am going to do a, a book launch here in the DMV. Good. Um, even though I live in Atlanta, as much as I love Atlanta, you know, I feel like my family, I mean, my, my blood well, I mean, family the is the, here. The book is in but DMV my family, Dance Hall. Yeah, it's in DMV Dance Hall, but my family is here, and I know you guys support everything I do. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to celebrate this book because you guys are the ones that really made me write it. So, yeah, I'm going to do a nice little book launch party. Early, look at God. Early thing. Like, it's not going to be late. It's going to be early in the afternoon, done by like 9 Good. Let me cover that story for you, girl. Let me cover that oh, story for that you. that would be dope. That would yeah. be nice. Yes. That I would, would like. Nice. I would like to cover that. I just saw a vision of you, like, catching people as they're walking in. Boo, 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 boo. Hey, hey. Honey, how you doing? <laughs> they, they go to backdrop. Look at, oh, we have a bigger one. Oh. Yeah, we got a big one. That's just a little teaser. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a we got a yeah, we got so a big we, one. We got gonna, a, we got a lot. We got a whole video thing going on. Everything. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do that. We're gonna do it big. We're yeah, gonna do it real big. So yeah. So I want to thank you, Ida, for coming through to the Let's Chit Chat with Telly Lati, and <laughs> I am so privileged and honored for you to come and interview with me. Hold on one second, Shiloh. What, Who is that? What? Shiloh. Shiloh said he's waiting on. His payout of the five, what 500? Shout, shout out to Shiloh. I believe it was Shiloh's show that I went to Virginia for when I got that Beanie Man interview. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it was. It was Shiloh. Shiloh's been, you talking about a veteran. Shiloh. Shiloh is it. So What's Shiloh, up, Shiloh? Shout out to Shiloh <laughs> in the building. <laughs> so, yes. Shout out to everybody, promoters, patrons, DJs, supporters, everybody in the DMV. Love you guys. I have not abandoned you, but, you know, I've moved on to a new chapter. But you, you, you'll see me pretty much, yeah, I'll be here every month for the next four or five months. Yeah, but you still come through, so you're still a supporter. You I know? do. I haven't been here since September, though. <laughs> this is home, honey. You ain't going to come home well, every month. Well, Atlanta is home. Oh, yeah, now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, your hometown. Shout out to Atlanta. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, DMV is my family. So, yeah. yeah. Tonight, we all live lavish. Shout out to Gucci Lynx. It's her party, Miss Yellow Moon, Skeeta, as I know her. But mm-hmm. tonight, I want everybody to meet me there. Yep. For those of you that tuned in on the live, thanks for watching. I'm going to go back and read all of the comments because, you know, Telly does such see. a good job of asking questions that I didn't really get to answer. <laughs> so, yeah, the live is lit today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. On am I'm not a Cuban is represent for the biggest and the baddest station known to mankind. You know, I'm not saying a real explosion really in a life settings in the people. And a normal thing, you know. Hey, someone sleep with it at night time. Later up on prime time. Real explosion, tell them say oh what style. Hey, so we do it in dark, 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 so we do it in chigger finger, work like it in the gym, dark, dark, dark. Yo, what yeah.